there's that odd phenomenon in pro basketball where you have these amazing players that elevate their team, pack arenas, sell jerseys like crazy, but somehow never seem to show up big for their teams when it comes to the playoffs. Today, we're going to walk you through some of the biggest playoff ghosts over the last 25 years of NBA basketball and how not winning the big games has affected their careers. Let's dive in. Let's do it. This is the Upshot Podcast. We're about to break down the biggest moments in the NBA. And why they matter now. This is the Upshot Podcast. All right, so today we're jumping in and we're talking about you know what we're talking about. It's it's these things that drive us crazy as basketball fans. It's these players that are just absolutely amazing. We love to watch them. We'll show up. We'll buy the jerseys. But they break our hearts every single year. And we're talking about playoff ghosts. It's the folks that are just killing it through the regular season. And they're just amazingly fun to watch. And then we get into the playoffs. And our teams never seem to go where we want them to because... Our star players are nowhere to be found. And so, uh, you know, over the last few years, this has been uh, a big thing for me just because of some of my core teams that I love. Uh, but if you're listening to this pod, odds are that your team has uh, been victim to a playoff ghost in the last few years. And so today I'm here with Nick Adkins, Marshall Robertson, and Joe Baltz, and we are talking playoff ghost. Guys, you know, I think that, you know, before we kick it off, one of the key things that you have to sort of get into are some of like, who are the big, what are the big playoff ghost moments uh, that you can remember? Because I, we have some people that are absolutely, you know, are repeat offenders, but there's some moments <laughs> that absolutely define being a ghost uh, in the playoffs. And and so, you know, round the horn, <laughs> what are some of those big moments for you where you had a guy that was just crushing it and you thought, man, there's no way we can get beat at all and then just boned it when we got to the playoffs? I'm actually going to go with a really recent one. And it's not when we talk about ghosting here, and we'll get into this, but I think we're certainly talking about uh, repeat offenders in the way that these guys are superstars, but they're not getting to the finals or they're blowing it while they're in the finals. And we've kind of grown up with that. Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, oh, these guys, you know, man, what I mean? it hurts. Exactly. And, and, I, and I love Terrible. these players, love these players. But <laughs> one that really comes to mind for me is two years ago is the Houston Rockets and James Harden. When they shot, I think it was mm. like 16% from three. They had Golden State on the ropes. It was there. It was their moment to go to the finals. Absolutely. And they shot 16% for the – I think they missed 27 three-pointers in that game. Now, look, Harden probably had Now, they 40. shot 200. Yes, exactly. So. Harden probably had – I don't know how many points Harden ended up having. We all know how that offense runs, but – that was a uh, it was a, a one of the biggest bomb jobs of all time, and then lo and behold, guess they where Golden it. State went? Yeah. Exactly, absolutely. I think back back in the day, so I'm always I always immediately go to old school, and I think of my weird obsession with the Orlando Magic back in the day. We loved mm. Shaq, we loved Penny. I also loved Nick Anderson. Yeah, I was a big big fan of that Good guy. Complimentary player. Yeah. I don't even remember the year, but they were with they were playing against the Rockets, and, and it comes down, and I think it was in the past, past last like twenty seconds, something like that. He misses four straight free throws and in he's the a finals. He's the shooter. And he was too. a shooter. Yeah, like rough. I mean, if you remember in NBA Jam, that guy was so money from three. He's like, on fire. You literally literally leaned on him. He was so good. 
I love Nick Anderson, love the magic, but man, he blew it that year. Yeah, I mean, there's guys that are are, are known for blowing it. I feel like every year with the whole uh, Knicks versus Bulls, man, it was it was always something. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. obviously, East. you know, Jordan and, and the Bulls prevailed almost every time yeah, out of that and, always. and carrying it. So, you know, um, for me, it's more about Starks. I feel like Starks was that guy to, to pick on, you know, and that he's obviously not the star level some but other guys were. But someone we should love, yeah, right? Like, like Starks is the one of the most – "Quote unquote like blue collar players, the of little all engine time. that could exactly you know? like he was came from nothing. Unfortunately, yeah. he was on that big market team. You know, like yep, that's true. He, New York team. Yeah, yeah, if he's not in New York, he's probably beloved. And not that New York doesn't love him, but anyway, for me, Starks was easy to hate because he was always in someone's ear. He's always talking crap, and yep. like I always had the you know what has he done for us type thing. It's like if yeah. Spike Lee had hoops talent, <laughs> right? Absolutely. Oh, Are those not the same guy? They're not the same guy. It's actually oh. two different people. I literally thought that was the same guy. They're actually, two well, different well, I'm, well, I'm well, Stark ends up going two for 18 in game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals Ooh. in 1994. And uh, obviously, That's you know, they kind of had the ball, mm-hmm. the Bulls on the ropes there, and, and he blows it there in that game and Rest just is history. non-existent. Yeah, yep. so. Yep. Yeah, you know, you got Ewing missing the layup. You got Isaiah throwing it to Bird. To, Why to, was Patrick doing a layup? Does anybody want to speak? Has anybody ever brought that up? Patrick Ewing, seven foot 11, whatever the hell it is. I feel like is. I saw that same play when he was at Georgetown. I yeah. have seen, like, didn't he do that several times? I have career? seen that replay over and over there's, and over. There's a rumor. And he lays it up right on the back and it hits the back. It's so painful. There's a rumor going around that he had on two knee pads. Uh, you know, so he couldn't get up, but I just started it's that. So he was, it's probably it's not like what it was. he was blowing the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah probably. He was blowing the game. So, you know, just a few moments there, but the focus that we want to get into is who are your repeat offenders? Who are the ones that every single year, it's like you, you have to re-sign these guys. You have to, they, they sell tickets. They, they get sell, you to the playoffs. They get you to the playoffs. But once you get to the playoffs, they can't really seem to deliver. And so we want to go through some of our, Top five is is kind of where we're going, but some of our biggest playoff ghosts when we get into this, and um, I have a feeling we're going to get some of us are going to get a little upset here uh, <laughs> because some of these things are going to absolutely affect us deeply in, in our teams. So let, let's dig into it and just uh, you know around the horn. Number five, uh, Chris Paul. Oh my CP3. God, Chris Paul. CP three. And I'm yeah. going to go ahead. I mean, I think we, is it safe to say we can go ahead and bring in number four here and say Blake Griffin and talk about them both it's at the right, same time? It's kind of the same, is right? That fair. So let's yeah, please let's, do. Let's discuss this. JJ Redick uh, was on Zach Lowe's podcast recently, and if you're thinking back at that Clippers team, the Lakers are down. Okay, they're 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 certainly more down than they had been at the past. Yep. The West is kind of open. Golden State is not what Golden State is yet. Houston isn't what Houston is yet. Yep. They have finally, finally built up that team, right? Donald Sterling's still the owner for a hot minute. We don't have to get into that if anybody wants to. <laughs> but you've got CP3 in his prime. You've got Blake Griffin. I don't know if, any, if he's in his prime, but he's certainly close. He's on the verge. Yeah. You've got DeAndre Jordan pulling down 20 boards a game and, and throwing down dunks like it's nobody's business. It's Lob City, right? You got J.J. Redick, one of the best shooters in the game, maybe one of the better shooters of all time. J.J. Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford, right? Six men. So J.J. goes on Lowe's podcast, and of course, Doc is the coach. Yeah. He goes on the podcast, and and they talk about seeing each other every now and then. Every one of these guys is still in the league, uh, including Doc, and and he just says, and I am quoting, he says, man, we fucked that up. I mean, they had they had their window, they had the opportunity to do it, and they just completely blew it. They Joe, never I think could it was you that was telling me this. They won. I mean, they won sixty games one year, right? right. Like Absolutely. Were, I mean, they were top notch. An amazing team, and they, I mean, they're in this playing in the Staples Center. People are getting excited. It's always going to be Lakers Town. Everybody knows that, but 
they had their window. The Clippers have never had a window in our lifetimes, okay? Yeah. That was their window, and, and they absolutely blew it. And to me, what, what makes them so big playoff goes, by the way, I'm really hoping that we're cueing um, Unchained Melody behind us <laughs> as we're talking about ghosts because all I'm seeing is Patrick Swayze behind Demi Moore. I hope, hope that's part of this. Um, but I would like to say, I mean, the biggest thing for me, and of course, I mean, I'm a noted hater. Now, Chris Paul, if you're listening, we would love to have you on the show. Have we anytime. done a pod where we have not hated on Chris Paul? No, no, I'm, I'm hoping. Sure. I'm, I'm assuming that at some point this is going to reach him. We did a baseball pod. Number, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> Number two name for the Upshot podcast was the Chris Paul hate show. The Chris Paul I, we hate were, show. We were this close to naming it. I that. was a guest on a Wall Street Journal pod the other day. And I was like, <laughs> you know what, Chris Paul? He's really screwing he's up my really, NASDAQ. Marshall, really how's really the markets doing? Yeah. Okay. But no, really. I mean, the reason that this affinity for disliking this guy has really developed was there i mean they always just lobbied for calls no matter what they were yeah. always fighting the refs it was like a there was three people playing each other it was the clippers whoever they're against in the playoffs and the referees and yeah. i think this is where it really developed and it was blake griffin and chris ball both they were such floppers yeah, I mean that's literally where they started investigating. The NBA started investigating flopping. Yep. Started penalizing people because of this Clippers team. They were always lobbying for calls. It always seemed to me like they just kind of they kind of lacked the mental discipline to get. It follows the Paul wherever he goes. I mean, it's the same yeah, thing with absolutely. Houston just in the most recent playoffs in 2019. I mean, the the first game that they lost, I think, to Golden State in the most recent series was just. It was about the refs and complaining about the calls. Yeah. It's like, guys, you've got to play at some point. Well, it's Absolutely. a ridiculous amount of talent between those two. And basically anywhere that Chris Paul has been in the last few years, there's always a ridiculous amount of talent. But it's it's you're right. What about this year, Ben, you at get, OKC? Has it's going to be interesting. Um, <laughs> it's actually, it's actually, actually pretty talented. But. So, so I, the, and the point is, is like you see this guy – and you're right. It is you get later into the season, and this I think this is the theme of playoff ghost. You got guys that can play in the season, but they get tired, and when they get tired, the mental discipline goes. And Chris Paul is like the poster child, yeah, for that. And you've well, watched it over and over. I was gonna say, and he, and let me paint a little picture for you because part of this might be personal bias, but like Chris Paul, oh, one hundred percent personal bias. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Chris Paul literally his playoff stats. Uh, as far as efficiency goes, are Hall of Fame like? Yeah, truly. Yeah. Don't tell from, me that, Jim. From, no, yeah. But that's st statistical only. And, and the reason I bring that up and give him that credit is I think that shows how far off he is everywhere else. Because you know he played seventy six playoff games and never made a a, a finals. Seventy six. That's stat? insane. Seventy six playoff insane. games. That was the most in NBA history. And and here's a guy that's making all kinds of wow. Uh, you know. Great big shots in games. He's yeah. you know he's not disappearing with his scoring average, his assist. It's all normal. But what's going on with Chris that makes him so bad in the playoffs, or his teams especially so bad in the playoffs? And I feel like it's got to be about that leadership factor for me. I, right. I do too. Absolutely. I, th I think that you know he gets he gets worn out mentally. And you're right. There, there's just he wants to be a leader, but he doesn't do the things that you know get people to follow him. And it's just. Just not enough. I see him yelling at his teammates a lot, and like they don't seem to be responding in a positive way. No, um, it so, seems like going a negative. Everywhere way. he goes. So number five, number four, Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, and, and we can really isolate that to this one microcosm. We really focused on Chris Paul there. Well, you know, you know, and I, yeah, Blake was there too. Yeah, he blew it. I, I feel like you know, but I don't know. I, I just like I like the way I like Blake a lot more. I don't know. It's just I've not seen Blake 
continue to do it in the same way. That's because Blake has not continued <clears throat> to show up in the playoffs. Well, you know, ah, you know, it's, it is. It's, actually, it's they did make first round this year. But. Sometimes <laughs> to maintain your legacy, you just quit showing up. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> man, <laughs> that guy was good. I, and let's get into someone who I think is one of the greatest basketball players of all time and does not get the due in the big conversations. But number three, Carl Malone. Oh, man. Man, so true. You know what? Marshall was giving me grief about this the other day. I got to bring this up, and I want everybody's opinion. Barkley v. Malone. Better power forward. Just real quick. I Malone. Mean, it's got to be Malone, Malone, right? Malone Malone's it's my gotta quick be. answer. You guys are idiots. Go check the stats. Go check the stats. <laughs> check the brown mound or rebound. Go check man. the stats. Listen, <laughs> if you want to talk about who's the best announcer... Of all time, oh. I've got to get behind all time <laughs> Charles Barkley. Yeah, yeah, Carl would be a great. Ernie Johnson's number two, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, I, 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 that's that's my opinion. <laughs> but yeah, Carl Malone. That's the thing, and it was talk about timing being yeah. off. <laughs> if you're going to be Carl Malone, one guy, one guy. If you're going yeah. to be Carl Malone, don't be around in the same few years that Michael Jordan. Yeah, that was a bad move by him. That, yeah, that didn't you, work you, out for you, a lot You can tell people. we like Carl because we're all defending him. You know, like I'm like, yeah, who were his teammates? Like? Did, did he roll down to Colgate and pick up a couple of shooters and bring him out to the <laughs> arena? And like, these are the Jazz. We're going to win the NBA yeah, title. But yeah. like, I mean, I think Carl's a likable guy. He's like the nicest guy ever. He, he, it, just from a stats nerdy guy, like, I mean, Carl was that guy that his numbers stayed the same too, but he was, he's just shooting more shots. Yeah. He, he, his percentages are dropping. One of the first power so forwards. Than, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to catch up, but one of the first power forwards that I can remember of really that top of the key, not three ball, but like that top of the free throw right shot, at like at the elbow. Yeah. Really one of the first power forwards where I was like, oh, he's going to shoot that and make that every time. Exactly. Exactly. Getting reminded Is me he a lot of one that. or two in points scored? Oh yeah. yeah. I think, oh yeah. Like, I mean, he's, oh, yeah, he's yeah. literally at the top. Malone's of underrated, history. isn't he? Oh, Malone's he's underrated. He's extremely underrated. Oh, well, wow. and that's the thing. The problem is, is <laughs> what a ghost. Right around this time, <laughs> you don't you don't have him. You don't have him showing up and winning championships. But right. like, yeah, basketball changed because of Carl Malone. But the problem is, is basketball changed in a whole different way because at the same time, there's Michael Jordan, yeah. and the Bulls. But like, you really look at the stats, and like, this always amazes me to see his stats. Because sick. nobody talks about him in the big conversations, but, but it's literally because of this. It's this whole theme of he's a playoff ghost. Yeah, they could not pull it together and bring it home, and it's because of. And it could also be the Utah market, right? Yeah, uh, could it be Utah? real small? I mean, it's yeah. well. Here's the thing, too. Malone did that thing at the end of his career. I don't know if you guys remember. It was him and Peyton in yes. the same year. He he's went chasing to, a title. Oh, they went to the Lakers, yeah. and God, that's always I about that. Like if they go and it works out. There's all I'm always like yes it you did it and but it's so pathetic if it doesn't work Brett out Favre. that's what, yeah exactly and that that kind of bums me out for him the <laughs> fact Favre. is yeah. Malone I don't you know individually he was always good I think him and Stockton were one of the best duos of all time amazing okay? absolutely yeah. Yeah. but he never he never got the big one it's not look it's it's Michael Jordan's era yeah you right? can't you can't be on the brink as many times as he he was and be a superstar without stepping over the line. It right. just took once. Like right. beat right. Jordan one time, and no matter what your dip is, you know we're, the we're, different conversation. Yeah, we'll right. forgive it. But like he did have the dip, and he never won. So right. had Jordan not pushed off on Byron Russell, <laughs> are we having this conversation? Because so you know he pushed off. The hand check totally was allowed back then. I think Byron offense and defense. So I feel like I could talk about Malone and Jordan like all. You know, for two three hours. That's great because I don't think those two could talk for two or three hours. I don't probably think they know. I don't think they have a ton in common <sighs> yeah. outside of hoops. Outside of hoops. So number two, let's move on. Stefan Marbury. Steph. 
So what do we got? Starberry. Yeah, Starberry. <laughs> Man, this is this is easy. So when we're putting this list <laughs> together, you know, like you're looking for those minuscule things and you're also looking at like big time stars. Like you kind of want to, when I'm looking through the list, like there's guys that have dips in the playoffs, but like, do you really expect that guy to take his team to another level? And you're talking about uh, Stefan, who's like leading his team in points most yep. games. Definitely a, a ball control guy. And his numbers big time from the NBA season to the playoffs are literally epic over the course of the NBA with his drop-off. There's only been one player who's had a bigger player efficiency drop of all time, not a superstar, by the uh, way. Completely across the yeah. board. Yeah. yeah. Like so what he, kind of number of drop are we talking? Like his player efficiency dropped by over eight points. Most players. Oh, man. I don't think I realized that. Yeah, like, I mean, it was like epic from a Regular season of, per game stat, he put up 19.3, postseason 12.6. Ooh. Assists down from 7.6 to 4.6. I mean, he's. A, I mean, he's a point guard. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. I mean, that's and, that's and, a, and shots went up. Right. Like, <laughs> oh, you know they did. No lie. Like he I mean, wasn't going to stop shooting. And with right. Marbury, it was one of those things where when they he was around the time that Iverson was really starting to peak. Too. I got to be honest with you. It's just a weird era for hoops. So post Jordan, they're trying of, to find that next star. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Kobe's Kobe's rising up, but it, 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 you know, he, Stefan also his career ended pretty quicker than I think a lot was, of people thought. It's a weird career. I'd well, like to go back and just look at his career. Yeah. By ended, you mean went to China. There you go. Fit, yeah, he did. Oh, and I, think right. he, I think he made some That's money yeah. over there. He did. Yeah. He actually you know, got people off his back, yeah. whatever. But I, I mean, I think from Steph, the, the big thing is I look at him back with the Timberwolves and he's early, you know, he's young yeah. and like, you know, you give that forgiveness, and then he goes to the Knicks, and you're in that big market. Maybe that's unfair to him. What do you think him, happens but, when players go to the Knicks? <laughs> you seeing a theme God, here? Do we have time for Joe, this? Joe, you want to move on to number one on <laughs> the list? Yes. Let's oh, move on to number one. I mean, you got you to point out number one. You got to point out the shoes, the Starberries. Oh, for sure. Let's all be real. Oh, okay, yeah. You yeah, might yeah. you might have had them. They were like, what, I don't know, 1999 They were, they were cheaper something shoes. Something like that. I loved, I loved that. But they were affordable, and yeah. for us poor kids and rural, you know, Small states, they were really, really good. Well, there that. wasn't a guarantee on the box, but you don't need it because he had the Starberry tattoo <laughs> right. on his bald True. head. Is that a I mean, Tommy Boy reference? That was a Tommy Joe? Boy. I think that's what that was. You don't need a guarantee on the box. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. I like that. I want to point out, too, that like for me, Starberry's deal was that guy was a no-show on defense. Oh, yeah, swinging game. So, I mean, literally, literally, it's nothing but offense. I think that's where we're going to get to in this next guy, too. Yeah, and number one... uh Carmelo. Carmelo Anthony. Oh, Carmelo. I think, it's, I think it's important for us to talk about Carmelo's summer, okay? Because this Which summer's, summer? This summer. Okay. Yes, I know. This <laughs> the summer love. This summer's been quite painful for Carmelo because he went on, I think it was a few months back, we all discussed this. He went on, I think it was first take. Yeah, you comes feel in, bad he's like, for Look, him. guys, I want to be back in the game. I think I can contribute somewhere. He gets cut by Houston, okay? And then we have Team USA. And for anybody who's listening to this, if you don't know Team USA, at least in the in the World Hoops Championships, we're not into the Olympics. The Olympics, I think, is next year, right? Yep. And Steph is committed, by the way. That's right. But we ate it. We ate it real hard. Yeah. We finished seventh. And there was a lot of talk about, hey, you know what? Carmelo's been there. He's played on these teams for years. Maybe we give him a shot. He didn't even get a shot on the team. It doesn't look like he's going to get a shot with any NBA team. It looks like his career may be over. And... How many videos can you release of him shooting in a gym before one team's like, okay, let's get him in for a tryout? That's exactly. all I've seen. Yes. I've seen more mellow on Twitter than I've seen you ever Ben seen, Simmons. Well, let's any videos that. of him DNA anybody up? I have not seen those videos. No, okay. I have exactly. not seen those. Let's videos. get into that. Like, does does him ghosting in the playoffs lead to that? And there's there's other issues that have led to this. But yeah, I think they all tie in. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. So Carmelo is 
Carmelo comes from a mishmash of eras. He's, he's late Kobe and into this player empowerment area, which is a little bit different. Right. But Carmelo does not care about defense. He's never cared about defense. He cares about putting up 25 a game. Now, if you're still setting up an offense, that's why they thought it would work in Houston. Melo, go stand in the corner, and when Harden passes it one out of five times, make the three. <laughs> they thought it would work. For whatever reason, it didn't work. It's because he's the ball control guy. Like, yes. he, is, he is where offense yeah. stops. So he's, from a posting people up on the three-point line and yeah, shooting that. Right, no. So from a playoff ghosting you know, scenario, what are the, what are the big... Well, I think the most interesting point of this is, you know, back when the one and done was relatively new, he's going to Syracuse in the NCAA and just runs through the gauntlet. Unbelievable tournament. I'm watching this cat and I'm like, this dude is unbelievable. And Jerry McNamara. Yeah. I mean, like in in Syracuse is known for defense. Like they're known for that two, three three. and and the way that they're covering up. And I'm just like, it may have been the perfect college for him to go to because Bam's a good coach for me. He could make it. And the two, three, you can... You could do better you slacking off yeah. at two three than you can man to man. Coach, I wasn't playing containment, yeah. but I mean, but the the key is, I mean, one year of college and he's a national champion, phenomenal. Yeah. And I think that that's you know you stamp a guy that's like he hey, he's one a two with LeBron, um, correct? LeBron first, him second, right? Correct, yeah, yeah. And, and so then he he goes pro, and again, I'll say this too: like when I'm running through this list, I'm looking at where he falls. He they never lost a playoff game ever where he their team was their favorite. His Team That's true. Was they were always them, bottom half always. of the eight, right? Yeah. They were always behind that. But he's there almost every year, yeah. and you can't knock somebody off. I mean, he you're considered for a long time. He's considered a top five player in sure. the NBA, and they're never upsetting a single team. So for me, I'm like, first off, that's a step back. But he's also, yeah. I mean, he's never been in the picture for, I mean. An Eastern it would have, conference. It would have been Denver, man. It was him, Kenyon. I think those yeah, early had, years. I mean, they yeah. went. They went to the playoffs seven straight years. <laughs> George Carl was the coach, and, right? And yeah. didn't make it out of the first round one time. That's done, and which it, is, is pretty impressive. It's really hard not to compare his career to LeBron when you think about it. Look, they're not it, it, age wise. They're not that much different in age. Obviously, you could come out of high school then, but it, you know, it's one and two. And LeBron, we have the expectation that LeBron is going to show up this season and put up twenty and eight right. at least. Yeah. Okay. He's 30-something. Uh, He's going to put up 20 35, and 8. Yeah. Carmelo can't get a job. Right. Okay? Yeah. I mean, it's it looks like it's over for Carmelo. I don't, I don't have the final number in front of me of where Carmelo's playoff record is, but of all the players with at least 50 playoff games, he has the worst winning percentage yeah. of any player. Yeah. Uh, uh, any player. Not, not superstar, but any player with at least 50 playoff games, he has the worst playoff record no, of Joe, any to player. To me, it, just, it speaks to, like, because he was supposed to be on that LeBron level, you would think at some point in his career he would have gotten his team over the hump. Now, he did go to one Western Conference Finals. I do remember yeah. that. But you would think one of those years where he was kind of, uh, I say by himself, he had Kenyon and some of those other guys. Right. But you would think one of those years he would have gotten over the hump and maybe won a, a series he wasn't supposed to, and he just never did. Well, you know, in, in we we got to move on, but I, I think one of the key things that gets me, there's something else going on here. Because you don't get put into the conversations that Carmelo gets put into and not get picked up by at least a small market team. Well, you know like, what's happening. Yeah. Here? What bothers me about it is, is that now it, it. Well, it doesn't bother me, but this is what. If I had to guess, this is what I would say is going on. So players drive a lot of the talk, right? Leaks. I mean, seriously, like a lot of stuff that gets reported. Carmelo is extremely well liked and extremely well liked by important players in the NBA, right? But I don't see 
anybody fighting to open up a roster spot for him. No. You know what I mean? Is and, he still demanding like a crazy contract? Is that is is the money the the bad thing? Like it just seems like well, I agree I, I agree with you, Ben. Like once he should again, be able to go somewhere. I guess my point is is number one, he's he's a playoff ghost. He is definition. Right. Sure. Right. So that that's one thing. But but you know, I don't think that by itself keeps you from getting a job. Like what Agreed. is happening with this guy? And I think, you know, that's a larger conversation. I feel like we could do an entire podcast well, me, on yeah. the career. Hey, Vince, of Vince Carter's about to lace up the sneakers for what? Twenty first exactly. season. I'll be honest like, with you. Unbelievable. I, I think it's easy. I think in the NBA you're either selling tickets or you're trying to win championships. He's yeah. off one of those lists immediately, and I think is he's almost embarrassed himself enough with the level he's at that where he's not just going to sell tickets because right now, I mean, every every NBA guy says, "Yeah, you did it, but can you do it in the playoffs?" Right? Yeah, can sure. you can you score in the playoffs? Can you do this in the playoffs? And Carmelo has shown he can't. Like yeah. he's not that guy. So if and especially with the league being as hyped and as big as it is right now, like if I have a chance, I don't want him on my team. Yeah, I do yeah. not want him on no. my team. That's a good point. So good. what is he going to go to like? The Pelicans, exactly. you know, to bring those kids this up. Is, right. This is kind of the. It, this is exactly. It's funny you say that because I'm sitting here thinking about this is exactly how I feel, and I think that this will kind of sum everything up for for Carmelo. I really want Carmelo to get a job. It would make me feel good about it. It looks like he's working hard, keeping himself in shape. If the Grizz give him a contract, I riot. Agreed. <laughs> well, and, and here's the last thing too, and I, I, I get on board with this. I feel like he there's so much hype surrounding him, both in level. Um, in outside shenanigans that he just <laughs> yeah we didn't even touch on those and <laughs> and playoff ghosting there's just he he doesn't fit into the puzzle there's a literally he, there's a puzzle piece that you fit into all you know whether you're big market small market he just doesn't kind of makes there. you feel bad doesn't it, it I, really, I'm feeling sad right now it really does he had a good career he's a hall of famer how about yeah. that yeah. I, 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 we'll leave it at that he's all he's Carmelo, all no, he's a hall of famer there's Carmelo, a whole other wanna, discussion he's all I don't know you want to come on the pod and talk we would love tune to. in next week Carmelo uh, hall of famer yeah so <laughs> before we get out of here we got to talk about honorable mentions for playoff ghost and and we'll we'll fire through these really quickly. But, you know, who were the ones that, you know, maybe could have made the list? Maybe some names that, you know, we couldn't put them on the top five, sure. but still need to be discussed. And let's go through those. Joe? Sure, sure. I'm going to hit you with the Eric Bledsoe. And I'm all, I, I love Eric. I really do. I, I'm so glad for his sake that he got out of Phoenix and he goes with the Bucks. But, you know, like you've got Giannis having the mm. career year, MVP, I truly believe there's no way they're not playing in he the finals up, this man. year. And yeah. he was he really, struggling. He so, really didn't show and, up. And he made a big play here and there. I'm not saying he was a zero, mm. but thinking of him as an all-star, he's got to be able yeah. to take them to another level. Yep. And, and Giannis can't do it by himself. So that's someone off the top of my head. Yeah, that's why he's an honorable mention. That makes perfect sense. To me, Like, and, and we're, it's so funny, we're talking about Carmelo, and we're talking about that middle level where we were trying to find that next superstar. A guy I think of is Tracy McGrady. D-Mac. I mean, that guy was so much money in the bank. Mm -hmm. 30 points any night you want it. Any night you want it. Kobe's biggest fear. Kobe said he hated playing against D-Mac. That's right. didn't want to play against. But, man, when the playoff time came, which for him, I don't, if I remember right, it wasn't all that often because he was playing in Toronto for several years and they were struggling for a long time. But I know he spent some time at Houston. I'm trying to remember. Orlando was the other one. Orlando was the other one. Yeah. So he he spent some time in the playoffs. But, man, it seems like that guy always kind of uh, faded when it came playoff time. Yeah. And, and, for a pretty good career, I think that's why he's not brought up in more conversations. Absolutely. I mean, really, I mean, yeah. you're talking about the late months of the year. You're not talking Talk about Talk about an offensive stud that does not show up on the defensive end. There exactly, you go. exactly. And I and I brought up Harden earlier. I mean, look, it's not to be unfair to James Harden. I, I know that he's a he's a polarizing player. Um, 
for obvious reasons. He's got to change the way we look at offense a little bit. He's certainly changed the way I look at offensive statistics a little bit and, and how I evaluate And the those. way we look at beards. And the way I look at beards and, and, mm, and beards. Sick beard. <laughs> but I will say this too, Donovan Mitchell, this past... Now, I actually think Donovan's going to be just fine. He gets a lot of comparisons to young Dwayne Wade. And whoa, the first time I heard that, I was like, oh, that makes a ton of sense. And he's going to have Conley now running with him. And we know how Mike can perform in the playoffs. And so. that team could be scary know, good this year. Watch out for the Jazz. So, I, I, you know, Donovan had a rough playoffs last year, but I, he's not at the point yet to where he's going to be doing it himself. I really like the play right. with him bringing in Conley. And I think I think that he has a really good year. And I think that that would include the playoffs. He's going to get a chance to prove it. Yeah. And no he, doubt. he also set that stage high with Heaven probably overdoing the regular season. We were all surprised at his success as a rookie. Like, oh, yeah. And, sure. and a sophomore season, so I think that that playoffs will come. That's that's an experience sure. thing, but yeah. I agree. I got to call Westbrook, Russell Westbrook. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, pretty and, good and, one. And you know, I don't know that it's his fault. I feel like this guy. Uh, I love to watch Russell Westbrook. I don't like necessarily Russell Westbrook all the time, mm-hmm. but I love to watch him. But it's been really interesting what's happened around him, and I feel like you know, love him or hate him, the guy has stayed in a place that a lot of drama has surrounded him and he's still taken his team to some high oh, absolutely. level places. But have been right on the verge. What's interesting is, is it's that time of year when everybody's worn out, you have teams that have the capacity to step it up and I just don't feel like well, there's got to be there position. Has, yeah, there's got to be a middle ground with Russ because I think the last three years it's been first round and out, but he's literally carried them on his back. Yeah, statistically, absolutely. another guy that makes you look at statistics differently because he's amazing. The guy yeah. averaged a triple double. Okay, I, I mean, mean he, yeah. And what do we know him best for? The year where he broke the triple double exactly. record in the regular season. So when right. he gets to the playoffs, yeah. I would imagine he's dog tired because <laughs> right. he's been yeah, doing this for be. 82 games a year, and I'm not sure that type of hoops translates in the playoffs. Right. It has to be more of a... Of a That's true. He falls under That's the true. Carl Malone umbrella. Like, whenever I just dug in the numbers, like, I literally was finding such small discrepancies in totals, yeah. but his percentages do drop, and, that, and that's got to be a piece of it. Like, I think he's a competitor. I think that's what it is. You I know, love, I put him on the opposite yeah. side of Chris Paul. Like, I don't know that I've ever seen a guy, guy that play harder. Fight. Yeah, but, Unbelievable. He, but he's yeah. shooting his arm off, and it's not going in by playoff time. So Solution's probably playing with James Harden. Well, I, and I, <laughs> I, I think the most interesting thing for me is... Is is where he's at right now. Yeah, God, it's gonna be a so fun year. It's gonna be a fun year. Interested to see what Westbrook can see with can do with some backup. Uh-huh. And, and, well, better yet, what Westbrook can do as the backup. You know, because I was gonna say, is well, it backup? Well, Man, that's gonna be so will, weird. Will he trust Harden to that point? That's the question. Will he Harden didn't... trust him? Just tell you this: if I, I was know. if I was coaching, which we all know I should be coaching <laughs> the Houston, Rockets, can we get Nick Atkins a, jo- a I would job? Not, I wouldn't put him on the floor at the same time. Interesting. One Ooh. runs one, one runs the other. I wouldn't put them on the floor at the same time. Who are that's, you sitting? That's my two sitting. Who are you sitting? Uh, they're one sitting while the other one's playing. Who that's are you what, sitting? I, 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 yeah, but hang on. I mean, but, but Harden, said, how's Harden going to get 50 points a game if he's not on the floor? Oh, right? I think he'll manage. Russ is going to average fine. 74 assists a game. <laughs> All right. So, you know, the, the key here is, is we have our picks. We have the folks that... To us are the big ghosts. What do you think? Who are the players that drive you crazy because they've completely vanished when it gets to the big games? Because we all have our teams. We all have the people that, you know, just weren't pulling it when it came time to, you know, go to the big dance, go to the playoffs. Tell us what you think at upshotpodcast.com. And remember, you can grab notes and links from the show there too. Also, subscribe to the Upshot Podcast and make sure to leave us a review on iTunes wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Let us know what you thought. Don't be a stranger. We'll talk to you soon.
You've been listening to the Upshot NBA podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to click the subscribe button so you can get a new Upshot episode every week. And make sure to leave us a review on your podcast app as soon as you're done listening. Upload.